You're listening to a sermon from the Langley Canadian Reformed Church. We hope you'll find it to be spiritually edifying. Let us open our Bibles together this morning. We turn to Psalm 98, which is also our text for this morning's brief message. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth, burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the people's with equity. Love the congregation of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Have you ever been invited to a banquet? I'm sure many of you have. After all, wedding banquets, business banquets, special meals and parties are not exactly unknown to us. But now let me turn it up a notch and ask, have you ever been invited to a very important banquet? Have you ever rubbed shoulders with famous people, important politicians, and well-known businessmen? And what about royalty? Have you ever sat at table with Queen Elizabeth II or with Prince Philip or another member of the royal household? I think that we all know that such honors are for the select few. It may be something that we occasionally dream about, but that's about as far as it goes. Ordinary people hardly ever get the chance. The gulf is too huge. We need to come to grips with our ordinariness and be content with our lowly position in life. Or do we? Is it true that extraordinary things do not happen to ordinary people? Is it true that real honors and privilege bypass us? Is it true that our lives are doomed to mediocrity? No, beloved, for a look at what is happening here this Sunday morning. You and I, as confessing believers, are being invited to a banquet, a special banquet, a spiritual banquet. And who is doing the inviting? Who is the host? None other, you can say, than the king of Psalm 98. And just who is that king? Well, for an answer, we need to look carefully at this psalm. And when we do so, what do we see? First of all, we see that this is the king of Israel. Verse 3 says that this king has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. In other words, he chose the house or nation of Israel and made her his own possession. And with her he made a special covenant. On her he lavished his special love 
And to her he showed his special faithfulness. She is dear to him. She is the apple of his eye. She is the object of his affection. And second, he is also the king of the nations. Psalm 98, you will see, speaks of him as a super king. It uses the word nation in the plural, meaning many nations. And what does he do with respect to the nations? He makes, it says, salvation known to them. He shows them his righteousness. In other words, you can say, this king that we are speaking about this morning is unlike any other king. Other kings show the nations their might and their power. They make their, the nations their subjects and their vassals. They conquer them in order to take from them and in order to make them serve them. But not this king. He is in the business of ruling, yes, but even more, he is in the business of giving, of bestowing, of granting, of blessing. And sir, this king is also the king of creation. Verse 3 of Psalm 98 speaks about the ends of the earth. And later on it refers to the sea, the world, the rivers, the mountains, the earth. Obviously the language is all-encompassing, it is universal. It spans the entire created realm. It takes in everything. And so if you ask, who is the king of Psalm 98? Well, he is the king of Israel. He's the king of creation. He's the king of the nations. He is the king of glorious. But who is he? What is his name? Of course, in the Old Testament setting, it is the Lord. The Lord is the king, the God of the covenant is king. And notice he is being adored. It begins already with the opening line, sing to the Lord a new song. And it continues on in the lines that follow. It intensifies as we come to verse 4. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with a harp with a harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn, shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Only you notice it doesn't stop there. For look, the praise expands and and soon it encompasses everything, the seas, the world, the rivers, the mountains, everything as it were joins in the praise and becomes part of the choir and the orchestra. You might say everything is shaking with music and with song. And so why is this happening? Well, now here is a strange thing. We really actually precisely do not know why this is happening. It has something to do with the marvelous things mentioned back in verse 1. We are left to speculate that the Lord has worked some mighty act of deliverance for his people. 
Maybe it was victory over the Assyrians. Maybe it was leading the people out of Egypt. Maybe it was the return from the exile. But you know, whatever it was, and it may have been more than simply one thing, whatever it was, it was marvelous. It was worth singing about. It was worth celebrating. And the people did. And indeed, so great was their joy that they dragged in the nations and they dragged in all of creation. And thereby they're saying that everything should acknowledge their king. They should know who he is and all that he does. For this king does marvelous things. Yes, and he does it not only then. You can say he does it even more today. For God the Father, the King of the Old Testament, has given way to Jesus Christ, the King of the New Testament. Yes, and King Jesus does, we dare say, even more marvelous things. For he not only rescues his people, he redeems his people. He redeems them from their sins. He redeems them from their enemies. He even redeems them from death itself. You see, this King, Jesus Christ, does it all. The physical and the spiritual. The present and the future. The small and the great. And in addition, this King doesn't just deal with Israel. No, he goes out to the nations. His salvation is offered to the nations. But still there is more, for this king goes beyond the nations to all of creation. You might say that in him, a creation that still groans, meets its healer and renewer. And one day, He will fix it all. And beloved, this is now the one who invites you to his banquet. This great and unimaginable king is your host today. And never again do you need to envy the so-called movers and shakers in the world. Do not bother to dream about being royalty or sitting beside royalty. Do not covet an invitation to Buckingham Palace. For in and through Jesus Christ, you are more than royalty. You are the true subjects of the great king. You are the true sons and daughters of God. You are the heirs to all things. And then, as you partake of the bread and wine of the Lord's Supper this morning, do so with thankful hearts and rejoice. Rejoice in the knowledge that the salvation of the great King is going out into all the world, that all the nations and peoples are embracing it, and that one day soon creation will experience it as well. So join with the house of Israel, 
with the nations and with all creation. In making music to Jesus, the King. And indeed, when the King comes back, may he find you singing and making music to him. For realize if there is no song on your lips and no joy in your heart, the one you will be facing is the judge. Believers are joyfully anticipating the return of the king. Unbelievers will find themselves confronted by the judge, it says in verse 9. And so, beloved, accept the invitation of your great king. Partake of his banquet in true and sincere faith. And then go on your way rejoicing towards the day when you will meet him face to face. For he's coming. He's coming to judge the earth. Coming to claim you and all that is his. Hallelujah. Amen. This has been a sermon from the Langley Canadian Reformed Church. For more information, please visit us on the web at www.langleycanrc.org.